Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode number 160 of The Raw Verdict, recapping the highs and lows from WWE's flagship show, Monday Night Raw. I am your host and humble guide, Keela Cash. Thank you so much for joining me as week 161 of WrestleTopia continues. Happy Tuesday morning, afternoon, and evening to you all as another busy week in the worlds of WWE and AEW continues. And last night was Monday Night Raw going down live from the Canadian Tire Center in Ottawa, Ontario, Canada. And this was the fallout from Elimination Chamber going down this past Saturday from the Bell Center in Montreal, Quebec, Canada, as it was a very emotional weekend for one Sami Zayn, who was so close to beating Roman Reigns for the undisputed WWE Universal Championship. But thanks to an assist from the bloodline, somehow, some way, he fell a little bit short and he got beat down until one Kevin Owens made the save. The fans cheered, but we did not get the hug, the proper reconciliation. We thought maybe tonight in Ottawa we could get that, but we did not. And this show was kind of there. It was rare that a show in Canada wasn't a complete serve by WWE, but it was just all right as the road to WrestleMania continues as we are 39 days away from the biggest show of the year. And the highlight of last night's show was the opening segment of Sami Zayn coming out to his Sky Punk OG music from NXT. The fans absolutely love him. They sing ole, 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 ole. They chant for Sami. He's overwhelmed by the love, by the Canadian crowd once again as he goes in on how this was a very, unforgettable weekend for him his wife his family saw him compete for the biggest championship in all of WWE and he was so close but he feels guilty about not finishing the job not finishing his story heading into Wrestlemania but he says you know what the story is not finished because we are approaching the final chapter of the story involving the bloodline and I need to finish this chapter with someone that I know all too well my oldest friend one Kevin Owens he encourages Kevin to come out and Kevin does as Sami Zayn tries to apologize for what he said months ago that fractured an already very complicated friendship between the two and Kevin Owens goes in on Sammy saying what I did for you on Saturday was not for you I did it for me because my family watched me get destroyed at the Royal Rumble from home and they were in Canada in Montreal to be exact and they saw me get a measure of revenge on the bloodline because you stood there and let me get beat up you stood there and let me be attacked So in some ways, I also did you a favor because I did not want to let your wife and your son and your dad see you experience the exact same thing at this point. So in some ways, I did you a favor, but it wasn't out of the goodness of my heart because we're friends again. And your offer to team up to take down the bloodline, I'm not here for it. I've been going after the bloodline by myself for the last three or so years. I don't need your help. Besides, if you want to take down the bloodline, you can call your new best friend, Jay Uso. And that was a very stinging blow from KO to Sami Zayn as he walks away. And Sami's like, well, this did not go well as the slow burn reconciliation between KO and Sami Zayn continues. I like it because it's a way to give the fans a reason to tune in every single week as we anticipate the day that Jay flips on Sami Zayn because he cannot shake the bloodline and KO will eventually be there for his best friend when it counts most, which was always my end game heading into WrestleMania, having KO and Sami reunite against the Usos for the undisputed WWE tag team titles I know that it's not as big as Sammy competing against Roman for the championship at the biggest show of the year but this is Triple H's vision and I'm not going to blame him for sticking to Cody versus Roman Reigns we'll see if it was the right call via fan reactions and TV ratings in the next few weeks to say maybe this was a mistake but I will see it with my own two eyes before saying whether or not Triple H made a boo-boo heading into the biggest show of the year by not pushing Sammy when it counted most but I do love 
of the tease of Sammy and Ko eventually working through their shit and becoming best friends again. It's very similar to Seth Rollins and Dean Ambrose finding their way back to each other as best friends after Rollins betrayed the Shield back in 2014. It was 2017. It was SummerSlam season, and it was Rollins getting beat up by Cesaro and Sheamus at the time, the Raw Tag Team Champions, and Ambrose was starting to forgive Rollins but it took a long time for the fist bump seen around the world maybe a week out before SummerSlam and my concern is you don't want to miss the peak and to me when you're in Canada for Saturday and on Monday you want to capitalize on the really hot crowd because hopefully it resonates stateside whenever the reunion takes place because you cannot capture lightning in a bottle like this with the fans so into Sami Zayn singing his theme song and stopping the show for minutes at a time to show love to this man who's earned it over the last six to nine months. So here's hoping Paul Levesque is going to time the KO Sammy reunion perfectly as we enter the home stretch of WrestleMania season. So Sammy is heading backstage just to lose the crowd once more, but he's tackling behind by Baron Corbin of all people. But it's for a reason as Baron Corbin is the last person to beat Roman Reigns roughly three or so years ago. And he brags about this feat as Sammy Zayn fights back and Adam Pierce is going to make the match official. It's all right for what it was. As Sammy fights back with the flip dive on the outside, but Corbin's going to slow down the pace with the backbreaker and as Sammy goes charging for a luva kick, we got Baron Corbin landing a clothesline and a deep six on Sammy Zayn for a very close near fall. But as Corbin goes charging in the corner, Sammy Zayn does land that Haluva kick. Nails guy for the one, two, three. The fans love it. And Sammy is still over. And we'll see how it sticks via TV ratings and crowd reactions in the weeks to come if he's not vying for the Universal Championship heading into the heart of WrestleMania season. Next up is Dolph Ziggler versus Mustafa Ali. It has been a grudge match weeks in the making via backstage arguments and confrontations involving Ali because Dolph Ziggler does not want to team up with him to be a makeshift tag team vying for the titles and Ali was miffed by this it really goes back to Ziggler interfering in Ali's match against Theory for the U.S. Championship and from there it's been building up nicely on TV but it does lack that heat for the audience to really care about both characters from an emotional standpoint at this point so the work was fine the highlight was actually Ziggler going for the Famouser and Ali blocking it with a rebound and landing a crucifix bomb pin on Ziggler for the surprise victory it was a clever finish the fans liked it but they need more storyline support in order for fans to truly invest at the end of the day it's so key give fans a reason to care Mustafa Ali is incredibly talented we know this to be true but the character is so 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 right now and for me that's not going to be enough in order for him to really stand out despite his talent as a wrestler and Ziggler's been in the game for a very long time. And you know how I feel about him. I'm very cold most of the time because, you know, he's hit a ceiling and he hasn't really reached the next level besides his moonlighting stint on NXT last year when he won the championship from Braun Breaker. But it's still stagnant Ziggler most of the time, despite his talent that has stood out in many ways over the years. Next up is the American Nightmare, Cody Rhodes, as he is now on that path to WrestleMania officially, where he will face Roman Reigns for the undisputed WWE Universal Championship. Before he could talk, Paul Heyman appears on a big screen holding 
Roman's championships over his shoulders and wearing a neck brace after KO wiped him out with a stunner this past Saturday at Elimination Chamber. And unlike their segment from a couple of weeks ago, this was not as strong as Heyman went on a bit too long backstage saying that Cody Rhodes doesn't have a chance of winning the championship at WrestleMania. And if he does win, if he does defy the odds and America takes place, what about the responsibilities of being a champion? The life on the road, so to speak. Roman Reigns is very acclimated to being the face of this company. By going on promotional tours all the time, can Cody hack that life? Working on the road and also doing a lot of PR work for WWE as the undisputed Universal Champion. And he kind of goes to what Dustin said about Dusty many years ago that their dad was on the road a lot. And when he was home, he wasn't really home, if that made sense. And he doesn't want the same fate for Cody because you know what? That road life is a hell of a thing. And Roman Reigns would not dare do any string because he's happily married and committed. But on the other hand, Paul Heyman is not a happily married man and he could possibly intrude on Cody's marriage if need be and Cody was creeped out by this direction Paul was going in and he was a little rattled for a bit but he said listen Paul after tonight I don't want to see you I don't want to hear you Roman can keep you where you are because I want to talk to the man one-on-one face-to-face and let him know that I'm taking your championship at WrestleMania to finish the story once and for all. The segment was all right. Nowhere in the league of what Paul and Cody delivered a few weeks ago. And to me, it was a faulty argument by Paul Heyman talking about the road life because Cody Rhodes has a tour bus. And last I checked, Pharaoh, the baby, Brandy travel with Cody. So that's a fallacy in terms of, oh my God, the road life is detrimental. No, Cody can handle that. And it's a very modern situation of people having the luxury of taking their family on the road when need be. So for me, the messaging by Paul fell short versus what we got two weeks ago when it hit so much harder as I was all in on Roman versus Cody for the Universal Championship. I still am, but I need that face-to-face confrontation between Roman and Cody very soon to really sell this match to the hilt because right now I got to sell the segment between Cody and Paul Heyman hate to do it but it's true because I wanted a bit more from both guys last night as Paul Heyman in a rare case went on a little bit too long for my taste next up is Asuka versus Nikki Cross this was a good match but in this case it was a little bit too competitive as Nikki Cross lands a reverse EDT on the hardest part of the ring you guessed the ring apron but Asuka fights back with a series of German suplexes and a middle rope DDT for a very close in a fall and both ladies are going at it they're scrappy they're very feisty and crazy at the exact same time as Bianca Belair observes the match from ringside. Eventually, Asuka locks in her modified rings of Saturn on Nikki. And, you know, these days, we don't get the tap out. We get the verbal submission by the opponents as Asuka scores another win. And she heads on to WrestleMania to fight Bianca Belair for the Raw Women's Championship. Bianca gets in the ring, stands toe-to-toe, face-to-face against Asuka, and she smiles, points to the WrestleMania sign. Asuka does the same thing, and then she is going to spit out blue mist to creep out Bianca Belair, and I cannot wait to see Bianca's reaction to this new Asuka, who is a crazy clown person at this point in the best possible way. Next up is Rollins versus The Miz. I was very offended that The Miz had some meaningful offense on Rollins at various points during the smash landing of DDT on Rollins for a near fall. And then The Miz goes after the leg of Rollins and lands a cold breaker for a near fall. And then we have the nerve of The Miz landing Brian Daniels' Busaku knee for another near count, which is very ugly, by the way. I hate that running knee strike. And then he hits the yes kicks, which are even worse. And Rollins comes back with strikes of his own, followed by the curb stomp. And he curb stomps. 
The Miz. Not once, not twice, but three times. And the referee stops the match. At first, I thought, oh God, DQ. But thankfully, the ref stops the match to award Rollins the win via ref stoppage. As all he sees right now is Logan Paul screwing him out of a chance to be a part of WrestleMania in a meaningful way, vying for a championship. But this is leading to Rollins versus Logan Paul at WrestleMania. And it is going to be a show stiller. My starting value for this match is five stars. I'm not going to budge on that this is going to be absolutely special Logan Paul is a unicorn they can really go at a high level in the ring for his level of experience every match is better than the last I begrudgingly respect him for that he's properly a heel in this feud and Rollins is over as a babyface. and they're going to deliver big at Wrestlemania this could be one of the best matches of the year and I'm not exaggerating in the least Logan Paul is really good in the ring and Seth Rollins is fucking otherworldly as a wrestler that combination can produce magic in LA at WrestleMania's night one or two in the next six weeks or so. Next up is a very special edition of Ding Dong Hello involving Bailey and the WWE Women's Tag Team Champions Io Sky and Dakota Kai and they're bragging about all the teams they've knocked out during their prolific championship run in their eyes and Becky Lynch comes out to say you know what those titles have been collecting dust recently you haven't defended them since December of last year against Liv Morgan and Tegan Knox. if I'm not mistaken and that might be very accurate based on my mathematics and timing so she wants a challenge for those titles at Wrestlemania and Bailey says you don't have a tag team partner and lo and behold Lita appears once again to a great ovation from the Ottawa crowd and Lita says listen even though I didn't walk away with the Raw Women's Championship last year at Elimination Chamber against Becky Lynch doesn't mean I can't team with Becky to get some championship gold from you two Io Sky and Dakota Kai so what do you say and after some hemming and hawing Bailey agrees to this matchup against the wishes of Io Sky and Dakota Kai and the match is set for next week it will be Lita and Becky Lynch versus Io Sky and Dakota Kai for the WWE Women's Tag Team titles and it's an interesting matchup I want a bit more for Becky Lynch heading into Wrestlemania season you make her into the man once again I want a bit of a more high profile Wrestlemania moment for her because the Women's Tag Team title Wrestlemania match is a cursed thing. Dating back to WrestleMania back in 2019, the Iconics won the belts and they were gone from the company a couple of years later or they were no longer a tag team the following WrestleMania. Think about WrestleMania 2020 at the PC. It was Nikki Cross and Alexa Bliss. One year later, they're not a tag team anymore. We go to WrestleMania and Tampa and it's Shayna Baszler and Nia Jax as the champs and they're not a tag team a year later we go to last year's Wrestlemania and look what happened Naomi and Sasha Banks win the women's tag team titles and they walk out a month later and none of the teams in any of these matches of Wrestlemania remained a tag team a year later it's a cursed thing so if we can break that streak and have the actual tag team champs survive the year if the team stick a year later that's a miracle if Becky Lynch can break this cycle good for her if that's not going to be the case stay the hell away from this scenario at the biggest show of the year but I digress on all of that as we move on to Chad Gable versus Bronson Reed this is a fun match as well Bronson Reed is a beast he delivers a show to tackle to Gable on the outside at one point Gable does the absolute most by lifting up Bronson Reed for a German suplex for a very close near fall. He's got the match in hand, but Otis is distracted by Maxine Dupree for Maximum Male Models as she's been recruiting Otis to be a model for the last few weeks or so on Monday Night Raw. And this distraction leads to Bronson Reed landing a spinning power slam and the tsunami 
for the win. And it's a great finish. One foot off the ropes. Big ass splash. You got to love it as Bronson Reed gets a win back after a very impressive performance at Elimination Chamber this past Saturday as he vied for the U.S. Championship. He was whooping ass accordingly into getting triple teamed by Rollins, Montez Ford, and... Johnny Gargano, and they laid him out, and Montez Ford landed a splash to pick up the win to eliminate Bronson from this match. Could be a telltale go-to match down the road on Monday Night Raw if WWE opts to go in that direction. Next up is Elias coming out, and he's talking for reasons. And Bobby Lashley comes out, beats his ass, spears him, locks in a hurt lock, and Elias taps out, and Bobby Lashley wants a piece of Brock Lesnar still or anybody in the back that dares challenge him heading into WrestleMania, including Bray Wyatt, who issued a challenge to the winner of Bobby Lashley versus Brock Lesnar at Elimination Chamber this past Saturday. And Brock Lesnar lost a match via DQ and he low blowed Bobby Lashley to get out of the hurt lock. And I don't see how Bray fits into this feud heading into WrestleMania. On top of that, we got Omos issuing a challenge to Brock Lesnar for a match at WrestleMania. I smell swerve through and through, but we'll see how WWE plays plays it on TV over the next couple of weeks. And now it is time for our main event featuring Austin Theory defending the United States Championship against Edge. And Edge is so over in Ottawa last night. They love him. And he was over in this match in the beginning by out wrestling and outsmarting Theory. But in Theory lands a clothesline and he slows down the pace with a chin lock that's never ending and that stalls the match to a halt and the crowd goes quiet as lands a rolling drop kick through the ropes as we go to commercial break there he goes for a superplex but edge is going to drop him with a flying cross body edge lands a series of clotheslines a flapjack and the edge-o-matic for a near fall theory tries for the rolling drop kick again but edge counters with a power bomb for a near fall theory leaps over a spear tip but edge is going to land on his feet like a g when theory monkey flips him and edge goes for a cross face theory gets a rope break and at this point we have Theory go for a town down. Edge is an execution DDT for a very close near fall. And as Edge goes for his finisher, the spear, to win the U.S. Championship, Finn Balor comes out. Edge knocks him down, gets a schoolboy roll up on Theory, but a Pele kick by Finn enables Theory to land a town down on Edge for the victory. After the match is over, Finn Balor lands a sling blade on Edge and lands not one, not two, but three coup de gras on Edge to wrap up this show on a very heel-heavy note with Finn Balor standing tall. And this is going to lead to the last chapter between the two, presumably at WrestleMania. I want to see brood edge versus the demon Finn Balor on the biggest stage it would be perfection on every level because the chemistry is there and I would love to see this match get blown off at the biggest show of the year this wraps up a okay raw it was a decent follow-up to elimination chamber the story is still Sami Zayn coming for the bloodline and Kevin Owens being defiant saying I don't need you call Jay instead and Jay is also in this very precarious spot as he did not flip on Sami out right at Elimination Chamber. We didn't side with Roman either, but we'll see how the story culminates as we inch closer to the home stretch of WrestleMania season. And on that note, this wraps up episode number 160 of The Raw Verdict, recapping the highs and lows from WWE's flagship show, Monday Night Raw. I hope you enjoyed it as always. You can follow me on social media at Lady Wrestling X on Twitter and on Instagram at Receptopia. They can find me tweeting and gramming about these podcast shows that drop on this in my daily recapping Monday Night Raw, NXT, AW Dynamite, Friday Night Smackdown on 
Fox and AW Rampage on TNT. Plus, Sweden Sessions dropping every Monday morning right here on WST as well. You know what to do. So, Dress of Topia and follow me on Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, Audible, Google Podcasts, Buzzsprout, Heart Radio, Stitcher Radio, TuneIn, Amazon Alexa, and Spotify. I'll be back tomorrow morning with episode number 104 of the NXT Nightcap, recapping the highs and lows from WWE's developmental brand. Until then, enjoy your Tuesday. Stay safe out there and don't forget to wash those hands. See you later, boys and girls. Take care.